Hello and welcome. It, wait a minute. Why have I got a snail on my camera? Hello and welcome. We are back. Press it record. Is, uh, press record. Oh, oh yeah. Press record. It's Sunday. <laughs> Every it's Sunday week. And we are back. Um, recording in progress. So it's Sunday. There we go. And this week we are joined by Nicholas Ramo. Now, um, the topic this week is going to be all about saving um, money on energy bills, but we'll get into a whole heap of other things. Um, but for those of you just joining us and you don't know who we are, I'm Sam and I'm an electrician. And my co-host, Jamie, he's also an Me. electrician. And Nicholas Ramos is a professional tinkerer and EV <laughs> guru. Is he? I don't, I don't know who Nicholas Ramos is, but my, my last name is Ramos. Listen, you have to bear with me. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm at that stage in life where you can't say surnames properly uh, and like you just get everything wrong. Soon I'm going to be wearing glasses and moaning about my knees and my back. It is what it is. What do you mean soon? Well, my, my back's all right at the moment. Mine's not. No. No. Well, <laughs> anyway, let's get into the... Um, the first and foremost is get it out of the way um, because we can't do these shows without our sponsors. And our first sponsor is the electricianspod.shop, which sells exclusively Verso gear. Now, Verso products um, include socket switches and spurs, but not least of all, um, fuse boards and protective devices for people's homes. It's next level stuff. It's very, very good stuff. Very, very reliable. And it doesn't break the bank. So go and check it out, Verso, at electricianspod.shop. For all your Verso gear, it's, it's probably your number one place to get it now we've got over the um, supply issues. For a little while, we've had a lot. We've had trouble getting stock in. Um, so we're all right now. We seem to be over that hurdle. I was going to say, I think Sam needs some sales training because what he should be saying is he's not been having uh, supply issues. He's been having overselling issues you've been selling it so well you just can't get it back in <laughs> you can totally sell used cars mate <laughs> no, I'm, listen it's all about truth on this podcast nick you know when you sell a car i've got to ask this show for a new basketball tweet you know when you sell a car you will have a salesman that writes it on a calculator on a bit of paper and then hands them it to read or do you tell them a price oh no I, i'm i'm dyslexic so i need to write everything down so i can remember it so yeah, I, I don't know what it is about sales doing that, but they're like, oh, here you go, mate. And they just show you a bit of paper. Like, I, that, if decimal points were on a place, I'd give you 12 pounds for the car. But... I, I, I tend to write it down on a piece of paper, so I, mainly so I don't forget in about 30 seconds because my memory's shocking. <laughs> and then I, I fold it over and I go, how much do you think I've offered? Because I've already written it down, so I'm not going to change it. And then they well, say right. how much, and then I unfold do, it. Do you want a plug your car business while we're here, or is that a no-no? Where's well, all of us sponsoring, don't we? I'm I'm not bothered. If you want to buy a car, <laughs> petrol, electric, van, whatever, I've got I sell them. So there you go. There you go. Uh, and I sell test equipment on behalf of Chevron Arnu, who I use, I like. They are the number one go-to for power quality analyzing, if you can work the power quality analyzer, which I'm now getting the hang of. And they do energy login. I think in fact, Nick, something you should maybe have a bash with. Maybe we should put you on to Kev. I think yeah. you might benefit from a bit of power logging. Maybe well, possibly. I bet, I bet Sam's happy because he saw last week on uh, Corey's channel that you can actually go for a whole video about swearing. Actually, that was heavily edited, to be honest. That was a heavily edited video because <laughs> I did swear a lot. But yeah. But yeah, you know what? Actually, 
might speak to Kevin, see if he wants to come see you and lend you a PL, because it'd probably do you some good on your channel to give out some facts and prove that even a wannabe electrician can work seven our news equipment. So, yeah, if you need to measure any kind of electrical energies, give them a shot. They're always very helpful. Excellent. On with the show. Yes, mate. So, um, why have we got Nick on today? Nick is the connection between the consumer and Sparkies in the renewable world, I would go as far as to say. He's got a that. channel that covers he's got a channel that covers all the things that we don't care about. So EV charges, how they work, their apps, he's into his energy and that. And now, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but it's getting pretty fucking dark outside. So we've had him on before. We thought we'd get him back to talk about all the money saving you can do with your renewables and maybe a little bit of just I know he loves octopus, but so do I. So just a bit about energy prices, that kind of thing, and see where we go. If you come if you come on here and start saying things like Oh yeah, if you um, if you if you change all your light bulbs to LEDs, then you'll save some money. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna go for you. Sorry, but you will. Well, well, to be fair, if you haven't got LEDs in your house, you, I mean, you must be having a stockpile of some really old bulbs. They don't think they start Pete, sell standard bulbs for ages. You won't know this, mate, right? But some probably comes across this. So do I, yeah. There are people out there, grey mafia especially. Yeah, I know people that went down to Wilco's, which obviously defunct now. I bought like 300, 100 watt light bulbs because they will not be told what light bulbs used by the man. They are out there, believe it or not. Well, we, we've got loads of fluorescent tubes in the showroom and I've just replaced them all with LED. And uh, I just thought, I couldn't be bothered taking them to the tip, so I put them on uh, Facebook for a pound a bulb and they all <laughs> went within about an hour. Do you know what really? Facebook is? Do you know what Facebook Marketplace is? It's cheaper than a skip. But... Yeah. But they sell yeah. them for a quid. You want used fluorescent tubes? I just put the use, I, I put it on for a laugh, thinking that no one would. And someone just went, oh, "I can't believe you can't get these anywhere." And you got a quid each. Yeah. Well, there you go, Sparkies out there. That's not a bad deal for most <laughs> Sparkies. That's not get a quid each for Well, I think you have to pay about a pound to get them disposed of correctly. But yeah, there you go. Top tip number one from Nick: Sell your used shit. On Facebook, you know what? I've got a Facebook story from this weekend. It's quite pertinent, actually. So, woke up. So, we go to bed um, Thursday night, I think it was. Yeah, Thursday. No, yeah, no, Friday night. We, we go to bed, and Amanda goes, I don't think the fridge is working. And I'm like, oh, what? All right, whatever. I've just closed the door properly because we had this before where she slammed it once, um, and it's in an integrated fridge, and where she slammed it. It shifted it all back, so when you close the door, <laughs> it didn't seal. And I was, I was like, I bet you, I bet you slammed it again. Anyway, so I went down there, and the fridge had given up the ghost. So I was like, Listen, we're just starting out on our new company and stuff. I ain't got eight hundred pound for a new fr uh, fridge freezer or anything, and we're having the kitchen done next year. So <laughs> there's no point going out and buying a brand new freezer, a uh, fridge freezer. Um, so like a tramp. I went on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I bought, listen, I bought a Beko um, American fridge freezer with all the ice and all the all that sort of stuff in the front of it. Digital display, the whole lot for 120 pound. You are? Has it, has yeah. it got an ice machine? Or is it just, it got ice yeah, machine? It's got ice machine. It's got. Well, that's a fucking up. Top tip number two for this podcast: buy your fridge an ice machine for 120 quid. And I'm like Nick. Can you beat this? And I was like, uh, I, I've, I've got I've got two batteries in my garage for well, I got for free. Does that does that win? 
No, I just stop him. We'll come to that later. <laughs> so we go, we go and get it right. So I've got an old Rav Four, and I was like, it might fit in there. <laughs> so I take my wife with me. So me, my wife, and my child have gone to this this woman's house, <coughs> and it's up a flight of ten stairs up to the That's house. That's like twenty quid. And then I get up there, and it's me and my wife trying to get it out the door, down the stairs. And then into the back of the, the RAV4. And I can't close the door. So I had to bungee the door. And uh, it was just mad. It was a mad one trying to get it home. Did you not it, Did you not just drive the RAV4 up to the house? What would they be in a proper full 4x4 four four all-terrain vehicle? Mate, honestly, if I could have got it any closer, I would have done. But yeah, it was a right palaver. Um, but yeah, now now I've got an all-singing, all-dancing American fridge freezer for £120. Not that I'll keep what? it, but it gets us out of trouble until we get a kitchen next year. One on-topic thing I would say with that is there is a lot of that available, and a lot of the time they're selling because they use too much energy. There's a lot of people out there getting rid of good stuff because it eat, they consider it eats too much energy. Uh, no, oh, she oh. was moving, and she was moving into a new property, and it, they had, and it's got all, all the stuff already there, so she just wanted to get rid of it, and she's moving Monday. So yeah, Fair just so all the spark, just so all the sparkies are not going to be worried. We're not going to be talking about air fryers, are we? Later on, I mean, I mean, I can tell Jamie's chomping on the bit to talk about his air fryer. I haven't got an air fryer. My missus has got one. one, but I want one for this... Christmas. I'll tell you what you'll find, Nick. Talking of cooking appliances, because we are now the electrician cooking show. Yeah, since I've got my battery, which I know you've got the same one as me, I don't like the grill going on because that shit eats my battery. That will demolish your battery. <laughs> Like as if it was seconds as a percentage. Well, no, I, I, I use I use a halogen oven. They're I really, think that's just, really. Is good. that like what kids play with when they're making cakes? No, it's a halogen oven. They're like forty quid, and you, it's like a round thing, and then you put your food in there, you put it down, put the timer on, bosh, done. Stop showing that. There's too much cooking, Nick. Talk I, to I, us. I, I want to buy battery. I, I bought an air fryer because of my battery, because of Gary, for me fix. You've got you've got to reduce the first thing you should do if you're gonna save energy is reduce your usage. Fast. Do, do you know do, do you know what, right? I, I, I was determined not to buy an air fryer because air fryers are like vegans and electric car owners. Everyone tells you they've got one when they've got one. Right? You just can't shut them up. So I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna be one of those air fryer what, like an EV? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be one. I'm not going to be one of those people. You know, this, I thought I'm not going to buy one. And then Gary got one, and I'm like, Gary's. I, I trust stuff Gary says, and he and he said it's amazing, and it cuts down the use on his battery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I thought I'll have to get one. I've cooked every single meal in it since I bought it. Every meal, really. Yeah, and got bags of crisps in there and stuff. And annoyingly, it cooks really good at. food. It cut. I got one with a probe. And I like I like rare rare meat. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I cooked a joint today, and it says how rare do you want it? And it's like a color chart, like a julep's color chart. How you know how rare do you want your meat? And I was like number one, came out perfect, the best joint I've ever had. Wow, I've had some good joints. I tell you, I knew. That was <laughs> I knew that was There's no Back way that then, So first of all, you know, no range anxiety is a thing in EVs. Do yeah. you find yourself getting battery anxiety? Or, not anxiety, but do you find yourself stalking your battery a little bit? So, I did a video about uh, five things about, you know, five things you need to know about batteries and solar. And one of the and things that was a I good video, up, I should add. 
You actually, yeah, you actually put a nice comment on that one for a change. Oh, it was a good one. It was a very good video for electricians to show to customers, I thought, as well. Yeah. Well, number five, as I've put, that the worst thing you can do is, is you'll be on your phone all the time because you'll constantly be looking at the battery, how much solar you put. Everyone I know who's got solar, and I even electricians can say this in the comments, if you fit solar for a customer, the last thing you want to do is give them your number because they will constantly text you what their solar is doing. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be intrigued to know how many how many solar fitters in the comments just constantly get texts off their customers with pictures and screenshots of how much. Oh, I've generated this today, and if you've got it, you, that's what you do. You, you're constantly looking like I can't believe like so all this electricity is free. The only way I can relate to this conversation is my uh, dad has got solar installed, mm. and I've got access to their to their little app thing, and it is quite fascinating. It's quite a, it's quite something when. <laughs> When the sun's really kicking in and they're generating like I don't know five six kilowatts or whatever it is, it's quite it's quite um it's quite nice to. It's look it's, at. it's it's, it's mum. We got a we got a battery and I, I was dead into it. My mum is like you're boring. Then when we got solar, um we got the solar up now. So now the, the, but our battery up told us what the solar's doing with the battery charge discharge there. And even my missus who is in the counter, she crunched numbers all day. She's like, oh, I'm not putting the washing until later. The weather's going to be good today. And we'll be able to get it for free. And we think like that now, so we're saving like a quid a day, which is not, I know it's not massive, but it adds up. But if you don't, if you're not interested in doing that, I, I don't know what Nick's going to say on this, but if you're not interested in that little stalking thing you do with battery and solar, don't think it's worth you having it. You don't care enough to change your yeah, usage I think it, pattern. I think the novelty wears off after a little while. I bet it does. It doesn't because well, it's, well. It, I think it's a, it's a lifestyle change. So I've, I've just said then, if you want to save money on your house, the first thing you can do is reduce, get an air fryer, get LED lamps, yeah? reduce it before you start trying to match the load with renewables then when you do that you can start watching it use the washer right and you can save a lot of money it's easy done about you nick are you, are you changing all the lifestyle for your battery um not not really um i mean I, I, to be honest I, apart I, from the whole youtube channel I, we do about it <laughs> I, like i'm more conscious of what i do and where when i so before the battery i used to always do everything in the off-peak hours yeah, because I because I've got off peak energy, so I used to do that. I used to always incentivize everything towards off peak. But now, since like having the bat, since having the battery, it's such a large battery for what we use anyway. I don't really worry about it that much. I, most I've never run the ten kilowatt hour battery down. But I mean, I've got mine set to four percent, which is the minimum you can do on the Alpha. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's never gone below nine percent. Oh wow, that's really good. It, oh, I'll tell you what, your, though, Nick. I, is oh, that because your house is super efficient, or is it? Um, I charge the battery up to one hundred percent every night off grid, so so it's off, off peak. So every night it gets filled up off 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 peak to one hundred percent, and then the solar will top any of that little residual up anyway. So if I'm charging it to one hundred percent every night, and then I've used a little bit during the day, the solar then would top that up, and then just keep it kind of flat lined at about eighty five ninety percent now. The reason I charge it up, the reason I charge it up off peak is for my off peak energy. I'm on a tariff called Intelligent for electric car owners. It gives me seven and a half p electric between half eleven and five thirty, but my export rate is fifteen p. So I actually want to export as much solar as possible. So I try and I try and fill the battery so I can export. How much is your uh, import? Uh, your off peak import. Uh, off peak seven and a half p import and then uh, exports fifteen p. Wow. Okay. So the, the, the cheapest that I can get it for, 
The cheapest I can get it for, because I don't own an EV, and what most people get it for is nine and a half P. I think it might be nine now, but Optus, the best thing they do me as a normal non-EV user is nine pence, I think. And then so what is it on peak? Uh, 30p peak. So you're not really losing out too much at all. No, but I mean, what Jamie could do and a lot of people, like, if you really want to take a customer through like the journey of like getting everything, if, if you've got a real invested sort of smart techie customer, what you could do is some batteries will work with Agile, Octopus Agile. And if you can get the battery to work with Octopus Agile, it will look at the cheapest blocking powers and charge off that. So yesterday it went negative. So the grid were paying minus four, five yeah. p kilowatt hour to charge up the battery. So you could actually charge the battery and they'd pay you. And then later on in the day, they were, they were paying you, I think, 55p a kilowatt hour to export it. So if you really wanted to be clever with your battery, you could have it charge on Agile. I mean, Jamie can do it on his, but you'd have to... So there's a there's a real geeky thing called Home Assistant that a lot of customers have. Mm. You can think called Home Assistant sort of configure that through. Oh, wait. So let's I'll tell you down, what, Nick. Oh. Let's get down to brass tacks quickly, because remember, I am a... Um, full-fledged retard when it comes to anything to do with solar ev the whole lot i don't know what i'm talking about don't know anything don't know any gadgets nothing so when you i know one of the things that winds my dad up the most <clears throat> is when his battery isn't charging and when his battery is charging in the daytime it drives him mad so there is an ability to set the battery to only charge off peak yeah, yeah, of course you can, yeah. So the battery will always charge from solar excess. So if it sees any export, your yeah. battery, because of the CT clamp, will always charge off the excess. Um, but it will try... So the Alpha battery is very, very good at keeping the import and export as close to zero as possible. It usually sort of sits around about 20 watts. Um, I would agree can, with that. I mean, I've done extensive testing with Chevron stuff. I'd agree with that totally. It's really good at it. I can't remember what he's got. It's... Um, I tell you, Arden, Nick, there's no transfer unit, yeah? And I, I know you, I've, I've done this, so I know, but I know you might get a video out of it, yeah? You know your alpha battery, or maybe even any battery, set it to 99% charge. Because you know that last 1%, it costs you a lot of money. Because you, know, you know to top it up, to the, you know like brimming a glass, you know to fill yeah. a glass right to the brim takes a bit of effort. If you just go to 99, I think it's cheaper, and I've, I've got the mass to back that up. <laughs> Bear in mind that it's an LFP batteries need to be charged to 100% to balance the cells. So yes, that last bit takes a bit of time, but an LFP battery you should be balancing it quite regularly, at least once a month. It should go to 100%. I think they balance they balance regardless, don't they? They balance themselves all the way no. through. No, LFPs need to be charged to 100% to balance. I did a video with Dr. Ewan McTurk, battery chemist, about right. should you charge your battery to 100%. And it was it was meant to sort of target EV owners, but the same applies to home storage batteries. LFP needs to go to 100%. NMC, which is what Tesla used in their Powerwall too, that doesn't need to go to 100% um, to balance. That can balance that that the way that cell setup is a bit different, and charging oh, really? constantly to 100% on them is it can degrade the battery over time. But LFPs don't degrade to 100%. You can you can oh, hold them at 100% all day long. I've had a loss on mine. I've charged 100%. I do charge, see, it does charge 100 What? What? What just stop the recording for? Tom's gone. <laughs> I don't even know if this is still live, but we'll roll with it, yeah? I, what I do, though, is I charge it to 99% on off-peak. On off I charge it to 99%. Uh, sorry, on my, at night, I charge it to 99%. Then I let the solar do the balance in the day for free. 
Yeah, I mean, I've only got I've only got two put uh, two thousand hundred watts of solar on the roof um, capacity because of the microinverters. But I mean, at the winter, I, yeah, I'm barely I'm barely seeing over a thousand peak at the moment because obviously it's just so dark. I get I do get that. it's some coming back. Oh, I think we lost the pod. I think we lost it. It is recording though, so we'll carry on in the other side. We'll come back. What is going on for you? Oh, oh Jamie's still Jamie's still alive, but I don't know if, if we're still alive. I've frozen got live, so I think the freeze, I think it's going through Sam's computer, but the recording's still live. You're still there. Trying to work out what's going off now or where Sam has even gone. Again, this is amazing because both me and Nick are on iPhone roughing it and Sam's actually connection <laughs> at his house and he's got something. But yeah, I'm, oh, we're, we're, we're still we're still live. We're still live. Everyone everyone else can still still see us on YouTube. Well, it's a good job I haven't slagged off any companies on interview. Yeah, I, I, my trick was to, especially in summer, charge is 99% and let the batteries do that 100 in the middle. Sam's internet is down. <laughs> Sam's I, I, internet... he, I, I, I was hoping he was going to say he's had a power cut and he wish he had a battery. Oh, no, I was going to say I'm right there. But what I do want to get to you, right? So we've got we've done a bit of renewables, a bit of bash stuff, like a boring one, yeah? You are the consumer facing person who gets technical because most people don't do, yeah? What about, wait, what's your thoughts on electricity this year? I know you're a big fan of Octopus, but is there anyone else touching them? Uh, I, I, I mean, set me, let's, 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 let's set me stall out. So I'm a big fan of Octopus for a couple of reasons. One, I've, I've, I know the CEO. He's a really nice fella. Yeah. I know a lot, of, I know a lot of the sub staff and they're all really nice people. I have connections to talk to them i you know i get frequent talks back to them so my customer service is probably a little bit further than everyone else customer service but i right i have a normal technical issue i will go through customer service it's just if that issue doesn't get sorted i do have the number of the ceo so so I, they're, they're in your pocket a bit but, but I, I haven't said anything but, yet but well, well is there I, any better deals I, out there I was going to say i also earn a hell of a lot of referrals off them so they look you know i'm looked after but from an honest point of view, my sister's with them, my mum and dad are with them, my grand's with them, my aunt's with I've all my family with them. So if I didn't think they were a decent firm, I wouldn't I wouldn't stick everyone. All my all my business properties are with them. I've got 17 business properties, all with octopus energy. All, all right, Mr. Big. Well, I didn't want to put my I like them as well, right? They're I use. So the only other deal out there that, that that's touching them for maybe EV owners is there's Ovo anytime, but that's just for the car. So if you like all battery, you know, battery, battery customers, the only people yep. that are doing doing deals for battery customers or battery and EV customers at the moment is Octopus Energy. There's um I think there was a deal off British Gas for a bit. But no one's really close to the price. Octopus are really keen on the price. Eon had one, didn't they? But it was EV only. Yeah. I, 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 the one thing I've got going is if you're looking to reduce your bills this year or you are want to recommend it to your customers, sounds like this is sponsored by Octopus Bizarre. The deal, some of the deals might sound a little bit complicated. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, they might, but they are the cheapest rates. I don't know if they'll beat them. And they are but, very approachable on Twitter. So, so the, the other thing to talk about is obviously if it, there's DFS events going on at the moment, which is probably a bit close to your heart based on what your day job is. Yeah. So um, for any, <laughs> right. So yeah. So any electricians that don't know DFS events is demand. Um, oh, what's it frequency called? Demand response. Uh, no, it's not frequency. It stands for another word. Oh, yeah. no. 
uh, demand demand flexibility um, solutions or something like something along those lines. But the idea is it's about well, I'll let you explain and then I'll tell you why what I'm supposed to be doing about it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll explain from the top. Yeah, any small kid, I don't know if you know, but he's on Thursday we had the first triad of the season. It's triad season for don't know. That's where the electricity companies, distributors, and generators work out the maximum demand on the system, and they punish high users at that time. That's a triad. It's very hard to get your head around, but it's something that works in the background. So any big user comes to the triad. So a big user, a, a steel mill, they will literally stop doing everything during that triad period because they'll get a better deal for the rest of the year. That was always aimed at big businesses, industrial users, and that kind of thing. Now, because we have to have a flexible grid, because it's up, down, left, right, and all over the place, they brought in a thing where they go, rather than turn on more expensive generation, why don't we ask people to use less energy? And this all encompasses into a, what, what I think we refer to as the smart grid. So demand in one direction, demand in another direction, and they're asking consumers, like, hey, why don't you just do what you do a little bit differently so we don't have to start from the power station and in return, we'll reward you. Is that a fair, fair yeah. way of saying it? Yeah, so so you don't have to go for Octopus Energy. You can go through. There's loads of like third party providers. I mean, Alpha sent an email out to all their customers on which they're, yes, they're that. using. So what you can do is you can say, um, it, it, there's two things they're doing this year. So last year they did it a little bit differently, but this year they're doing it differently again. So if you normally yeah, use, yeah, notice on... this now. Right, hang on. First of all, one thing to remember this year. I know it's been different analysis on point, but also I couldn't log in this week. Could you? Yeah. I couldn't register. Oh, I, read, I, I registered days ago. So, yeah, oh, no, my, my... I, I registered, but I couldn't opt into the saving session this week. Well, let me. Oh, it, it let me do it. So, I, I, my, so what, they do, what they're doing this time is you, you have to opt in. You have to have opt in last time. So you have to have opt in to say, I'm going to use less power. And then what happens is you, if you, you get paid for the reduction. So, if you normally use five kilowatt hours, between the hours of 6 and 7 p.m. and you only use four yep. kilowatt hours, they'll pay you for the one-hour reduction. But last year, everyone with battery and solar were complaining because they weren't getting any money because they weren't... Yes, this was my problem because I don't, I'm, I'm already doing... I have paid a large amount of money to provide a flat demand when they and people when they want it, and I was getting shot on, basically, which I'm sure you were as well, what you've got. Uh, I, no, I didn't have a battery and solar then. I know I had a battery but I was able to fudge the figures because they were doing an in-day adjustment. So I just charged the battery up two hours before. So, which made me so for layman, for anyone who's listening that's not quite sure, the problem was Octopus were trying to flatten the demand peaks by offering people that did peak um, rewards. But all the people that had gone out and invested in being good renewable users, sort of, there's no reward from us. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, so now you get paid for export. So if you if you can uh, get the battery to force export, you will be paid per kilowatt of export. So if you can if you can force the battery to export two kilowatts, you know three or four kilowatts, you'll be paid to uh, for that for that demand. So on the the one that's just gone off, I exported four kilowatt hours of energy at two pound twenty five a kilowatt hour. Wow, is that good? Yeah, it's it was it was it's about the best. So, I mean, if you've got customers at the moment that are thinking of getting battery or solar or customers are saying they don't want to get solar because they can't, they haven't got a roof to fit it on or they haven't got, you know, they don't want to go on the roof. You could just fit a battery, which can do off-grid, you know, charging. And you can tell them that during the winter they could, 
you know, they could they can make. I think I worked out 120 quid. There's 13 sessions. You export an average of yeah, four yeah. hours per session. Then you could make about about 125 quid from. Uh, someone can check was my that, maths in that, the comments. Sorry, about, this is technical to me. Nick, was that on your that weren't on your alpha, was it? Uh, no, that was on my Livertech battery. Alpha don't let you do export, so that that, that there's a yes. lot of yeah, there's a lot of things you need to check with certain batteries. So, if you're a regular fitter of batteries and, and stuff like that, you'll know, you'll know which ones can do solar export and and grid export and grid charging. Um, and to me, you need a battery. A customer should have full control of when it charges and when they can discharge it and how they discharge it. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of companies like Alpha. I've done it to kind of protect the battery's health and warranty, which is yeah, just... yeah. But I don't want the warranty issues. Sam, are you back? I am back. Yes, thanks. Hey, hey. Uh -uh. What would you say, Nick? What I want to ask is, since as as you are like more consumer facing us, if we just just got dark, I don't know about the bills this year. I can't really go into the bills. I'm not too sure. Domestic customer got a bit of money to spend. What would you go for first? What, what? What's the what's the out of anything, reduce, air fryer, battery, solar, what should so, Sparkies be trying to sell first to a customer? Well, you're not going to be able to sell reduction, but the first thing I'd do is reduction um, because it's... Well, you can, can't you? I'll, I'll sell you an air fryer if you want one. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, the, the, you start off with the cheapest option. So the cheapest option is obviously reduction. You know, so if you can sell a customer... I mean, there's... Certain Sparkies do this, but if you've got energy monitoring devices and you you can leave them lo loggers on customers' data or even analyse the smart meter data, you might be able to work out that the customer's base load is higher than the regular customer and charge them mm -hmm. for that service. Um, I think but, that I've been banging on about that for Sparkies to do for, I think, start off with a Shelly, then I said that's a, that's a good cost, and then I said the Chevron one, you can do surveys. I know people are doing that. Cheers, Dan. Um, but yeah, that's the service electricity can provide for people. I think there's, there's some money to be made for Sparks in there. What next? What would you... no? Do you know what? Before we move off of that topic, I do think that's actually a really powerful topic, and I think we're going to do a podcast on this in the future, where we talk about how electricians can evolve with the changing times, and actually sell this idea of you know using a data logging device like a Shavana new Pell or something like that to actually analyze and show where you can make savings on the installation because actually that's probably a space that will be bastardized quite quickly but for mm. for electricians at the cutting edge or the bleeding edge or whatever they call it now of this sort of technology i think there's an opportunity to make some money quite quickly and the ability to analyze that data is also going to be quite useful yeah because oh yeah don't just say, well, yeah, come back with something. That was quite intelligent <laughs> for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got a friend who, who um, his, his profession is fitting uh, monitoring devices in. He only does commercial. He doesn't do residential, but all he does is go around to commercial Don't properties. Don't my patch, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he goes around <laughs> commercial properties, uh, fits basically CT clamps around all the, all the lives. Um, and he can, he, he, his actual business is selling what, available capacity they've got on because a lot of these factories they're wired off different you know different uh spurs of the electric so they might have loads of electricity on line one nothing on line three and line two might be sort of a mix so what he goes around and says oh you've got loads of they, they think they might have to put more power in the factory as in 
getting you yeah, connected. Yeah. He, he goes around, puts a monitoring device on and goes, no, at this time, you've got no capacity being used on this line. So, you know, so he, that's what he does. He's not an electrician. He just does... The is what I'm saying. Bastardising that is already happening. Yeah. So it's about being a first mover in that space. I think that's quite a good point for electricians. Often, when these things happen, being like when these opportunities emerge, you have to be the first mover in that space or one of the first movers. And then yeah, that, yeah. that sets you up for credibility when all the all the bastards come along and, and take, take <laughs> I mean, all the, uh, all the juice be, out of it. To, to be fair, Ollie might be in the chat, but he's that old. Trust, trust me, he's not bastardised it. He, he's been doing it for... Yeah, Is he an electrician? For... Does he have a gold card? You know, oh. he, he has an electrician who does... So he, he does the work, and then he passes that work off to an electrician friend. Do you Is he an electrician? Uh, Does he have a gold card? No, he doesn't. He don't have a, who has a gold card? Who, who bangs on about having a gold card? It's not <laughs> one of them. Cards. <laughs> you know why you are the consumer's uh, renewable go-to then, Nick? I would say, yeah. What is interesting yeah. is you, the, the, the car, the, the second-hand car dealership you've got, is that, is that, that's not offensive, the, the car dealership you've got, I should say, yeah. You've got a number of those, haven't you? Is that right? It's a family business, is that correct? No, no, we've only got one site. So we, we, we have one site for that, and then we've got rental properties. Um, oh, right, okay. So we've got business. Commercial, so, commercials, so. What, what about any commercial? Is it not, um, have you done anything there, or is it not viable for you yet? So we fitted solar and battery to one of our commercial properties. So we've got a commercial property that was using oh, a ridiculous amount of electricity. I mean, I mean, we're talking huge amounts. Is uh, this uh, no, it was a uh, so it's a it's a big commercial property. It had uh, it's got fourteen commercial tenants in coffee shops, oh, uh, hairdressers, right, got you, got you. Um, and we fitted we 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 have one central electricity meter, and then the uh, all the tenants were sub billed off those meters. And at, at the yeah. time, it was it's, in fact at the moment it's still on old rates of British gas at fourteen p a kilowatt hour. Signed a four year deal, got really lucky. But that's coming to an end. So we're worried that by the t we were worried during the energy crisis that when those rates go up some of these cafes and shops if we hit them with 40p a kilowatt hour based on what they were using we we right. actually looked and thought they're going to go out of business so we we opted to increase the rents and say you can have this much electricity for free and we just fitted solar on the roof so we fitted twenty five thousand watts of solar so 25 kilowatt hours of, uh, 25 kilowatts of solar on the roof. So like, I'm not saying they're not the good as you are, but you actually said we don't want to lose the business of our units. We'll subsidise their bills by having our yeah. own renewables. Yeah, I mean, we'll get the money back in rent, and and, and it'll pay yeah, for the yeah, solar. But that, yeah, you will get the money back. I'm not saying you you like on the you doing the children need, but you that was a good business move for you, weren't it? You're supporting them so they can support you. That's quite admirable, I think. Yeah, but at the end of the day, as a, as a commercial tent, you, there's, we live in we're in an area where there's lots of uh, vacant units. So all our units are rented out, which is very rare for the area we're in. And if those electricity mm -hmm. rates were 40p and these businesses went out of business, some of these businesses have been there for, I mean, one of my long, dad's longest serving tenants, 35 years. And so if he went out of business after 35 years because he couldn't afford electricity, you know, you're not going to find a loyal tenant like that ever again. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, businesses come and go, so it, it's worth kind of investing that money. We will get that money back. I mean, even on export mm. in, in the summer, that 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 solar. Oh, of course, you're going to get export on. You're going to make money on it, man. A fair one. Yeah. What about the showroom? I know. No, I don't. I'm not, so, I don't know. So the flash your money, so, but you know, flash showrooms like BMW. They spend a lot of money on lighting, making everything look exactly like what to do. 
Is your show just lit, or is it? Well, is it, it, it there you go. There, there's one for electricians. If you want to make money saving customers money in electric, go and target car showrooms because main dealers in particular they're under lighting plans, which means that they can only use the light fitting that's been customized by Renault, yes. BMW, Hyundai, and it's a set fitting. So, but the bulbs they can use. The, you know, the, there's, I'm not saying naming them. There's a showroom I know. He won't replace the bulbs when they pop because they use so much electricity. When they pop, it's saving him a small fortune. So he doesn't replace them. And now there's obviously LED replaceable bulbs for that. So if someone went in and went, look, you can keep the light fitting, but we'll change the bulb to LED, you can save, you can save them a small fortune. Because cars... Car paint jobs aren't as good as they used to be either, but when you buff them up with the right wax and put them with the white light, right light, they look really good, even though yeah. they might not look like green sunlight, which is a, a bit of a sneaky one. But yeah, if, but, if, you're, if, if, you're, if you're a sparky and, and you know, you're into lighting and stuff, just go around some car showrooms and you can just you can just sell bulb replacements. I mean, even those, uh, I've just changed my mind to those uh, Philips Core Blue. So they're just, they're, I've still got the magnetic switches in, in the fluorescent tubes just twist the bulb but if you're a sparky it's, you can even take the you know the magnetic switching out of there as well and sell that and scrap that and the, the scrap is one. that your reducer is that your reducer nick is that your first place to put in renewables on your showroom or is that uh so we did the, we, we did the solar first we put salt we put salt showroom so we got 13 kilowatt hours of solar on the showroom roof um and the, the, that was fine in the summer when we were producing but in the, obviously in the winter turn the lights and i was going I'm pulling five kilowatts from the grid, and I've realised I only had two strip. There's two strip lights on. I've changed all those to LED, and now I export about, you know, half a kilowatt hour. Wow! You've got loads, haven't you? I'm really impressed. I, I know you couldn't go on YouTube and the figure about how much renewables you got, but you've actually got a lot of renewables at your fair play. It's like, and I've also spent a lot of uh, renewables for like garages I know and uh, friends I know. I mean, I reckon I've. I've probably been responsible for over a megawatt hour of electric <laughs> solar generation. So, for free, are we charged for this? No, I tell you what, though, <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite um it's quite interesting to see just how much power the, these old technologies, like the old um, fluorescent lights and stuff, really still take. So, you know, as an electrician, that's quite that's quite a nice bit of knowledge to know. We all kind of knew it anyway, but when it's confirmed like that and you put a spotlight on it when you're walking into a commercial property now and you see them with their, their old um, fluorescent tubes, that's an opportunity for you to make a sale for some work there, isn't it? Cause and swap yeah. out, and like the led tubes. Now you don't even have to swap out. They, they come with a starter in. So you just swap out the, yeah, starter, the black star and then they, I still and, and then, and they work just the same. So that's quite, and like, I mean, that's a day's work at the right property, swapping out all the bulbs. Do you know what I mean? I might even try and do that. My fluorescents were 36 watts um, a, a, a bulb, and I had four four in every fitting, and I had six rows, and the new ones are 16 watts. So after one, Yeah, so you're halfing then, it straight yeah. away. I was always considering, you know, like, I, I went to, it was a couple of years ago, but obviously LEDs, LEDs now, Give out the same quality of light as lamps did. It's it's come that far. When they first yeah, got this yeah. shit, and I went to a car park that was owned by someone, and they had like 18 250 watt suns up, and I was like, I was thinking like going to going, I will change those fittings for you, and you give me the saving for a year. I think I'd make money. 
And I think there are firms that do that, or there were firms that do that commercial property. Because if you're using halogen, unless you need to, unless you've got a specific task you need to do, if you're using halogen, incandescent, or mercury vapor, or any of the old light street lighting, you must be mental. It must be absolutely insane to be using that rubbish nowadays. I mean, the other the other thing to note on the LED lights is you can you can the the reason why they usually weren't brighter is people weren't matching the lumens to the replacement. Yeah, they, just, they was using the wattage. They were using the wattage and going, you know, this replaces a sixty watt bulb or whatever. The other thing to remember with LEDs is they don't fade like fluorescents do. So fluorescents they have a life fade after after they've been on for three yeah. or four years, they faded. Where LEDs will keep their full brightness, they tend to keep the full brightness till the near the end of life. It always looks dimmer as well because what people don't realize about fluorescent tubes in particular is a fluorescent tube is out lighting 360 degrees. Now, a lot of that reflects downwards, but you can have a room that appears dark. You know, when you've got just a fluorescent tube hanging, it'll appear darker above because LEDs throw the light down. But the actual working area is just as bright, but it's dimmer in the ceiling. You sometimes have to uplight it in like commercial light. But yeah, the lumens go down LEDs where you want it, not like like you've seen that where you don't really want it. But anyone that's still putting in fluorescent tubes really um, is mad, even though LED lighting, as we heard people saying, it is a bit ropey still, isn't it? It is still a bit... The biggest problem with LED lighting... standout brand. The biggest problem with LED lighting, I think, for anyone, is the fact that most... Putting uh, fluorescent tubes aside for a minute, because fluorescent LED... Yeah, yeah, tubes, yeah. Putting that to one side... Generally, you're throwing the whole unit away. I hope that Which changes. Which I hate. I hate yeah, that. Everyone does. It's like all these, like the security lights and stuff like that. You're never, you're never getting a replacement fit. Uh, you're never getting a replacement lamp in a security light now. I will, and I, I, will and say, I think that's going to change. I speak to Spark today, uh, Phil, who was on Instagram today, right? And he says he was fit. You know that. You know you get GU10 lamps, yeah, that fit in a GU10 lamp holder. I will not use anything but a GU10 lamp and a GU10 lamp holder. And even he said that I've stopped fitting. You know the fittings you get that are all integrated? Yeah. Like anyone that's fitting them, anyone that, in fact, I was going to say, anyone that's selling them or fitting them is a fucking idiot. Like you can replace a little bit of glass and a little bit of electronics or an entire fitting. Also, in two years' time, if you've got the same fitting, you've got to swap it with something that looks completely different. The, the concept of the whole fitting far away needs to be stopped by the industry. It's it's ridiculous. It's just waste. Oh, I'm going to fit some next week. <laughs> I've been scum by... Why? I'm, I'm... Why, though? No, I'll tell you what. Tell me why. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Why? Right, because there's... there's um, so I'm changing um, some um, pendant lights in someone's house. They want a spotlight yeah. instead of their pendant lights. Yeah. So the only ones I know of that come with a with the option to have a bigger um, bezel. Right, okay. ACC V50 or Collingwood C10 or something. Both of them, you can get an, uh, an extra bezel that goes up to cover up all yep. the mess. That's the only that's reason. Not your, that's not your fault, is that's the manufacturing problem. But I think Aurora do extra wide ones, but yep. I might be if wrong. They but... do, if they do, I'll use them if they're GU10. But they're the only ones I could be bothered to look for. Fair enough. That's infamous, but... We really need to get away from the whole light disposal thing. It's a ridiculous concept, as far as I'm concerned. And you see the ones that change colour. You see the colour change ones where I, I, I've I've got a Philips Hue outdoor light, and I replaced oh! them. I, I, yeah, 
I, I replaced a GU10 up and down lighter for, for the Philips U one. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it, I'm, I'm ashamed because it was ridiculously expensive, but it does look I, bloody good on Halloween and Christmas. Philips Hue, when it got going, it was good. And everyone knows I love the Arceus, I think it's great, yeah. Philips Hue is pure dog shit, absolute turd. If you don't, don't believe, take my opinion, but there's a, there's a really good guy, you might have seen him, Nick. Um, Paul, Paul Hibbert. Paul yeah, Hibbert, yeah. who does all this every Saturday, puts out some smart home stuff, yeah. He cannot stand it, and he knows everything there is to know about smart home. And he says it's absolute shit. I'm mean, inclined to agree with him. It's overpriced. I, 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 it doesn't I mean, connect I mean, to anything. I mean, to be to be fair, to be fair on him, it's probably because Phillips have never sent him anything. Where all the Chinese manufacturers send him something every week. I know every video he does is sponsored, but I think he generally does not like this because he doesn't even integrate with Home Assistant, does it, or anything like that? No, it does. Yeah, it's in the Home Assistant. It's in my Home Assistant. Oh, they let you. They let you do that now. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, they, they, it's, they, they always have. It's always, they've always they've always let you integrate into Home Assistant. They they, they used to lock down the other devices you can connect into That's the. It device but they let it now i mean to be honest i mean i i like the quality of the philips Hue products they tend to be better quality better make because it's philips um but it has gone has gone downhill i i can tell so i won't buy any of the chinese smart crap because it is crap Um, but as i've said i'll say over and over again yeah i buy the ikea stuff because you know if you walk back into ikea with a broken bulb they're going to give you a new one because ikea care about reputation massively it's, I find it really good, but yeah, the hue stuff, colours are great, looks great, but it's ex. I got the kind of I got used car salesman money mate like you have to buy Philips Hue. <laughs> I, I own I, I don't have that many Philips Hue products anymore. I've got a few. I mean, the, these back coloured lights on my wall, these are all Philips Hue lights. Um, just because uh, I bought some Chinese ones and I bought some IKEA ones, but the brightness wasn't anywhere near the um, the Philips Hue ones. The Philips Hue were just so much brighter. Philips, you are designed for exactly what you're doing there, backlighting and cool-looking lighting, whereas the IKEA stuff is more just general home light, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's not meant to be um, really bright, like studio quality light, but yeah. What else smart home wires are you utilising while you're on? Because you, you don't uh, do much of that, but I'm guessing you're into it. Yeah, so all the batteries are all the batteries are on uh, home automation. Um, the solar's all wired up to my home. So, I, I mean, I, I did... Well, obviously... As you've talked about on here, you took the, the the YouTuber that did a sponsorship with a company. So I did a sponsorship with a company called Heatable. So they fit yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they fit face system. So Enphase is microinverters. So rather than a central inverter, you've got microinverters in every panel. And at the time when I did the deal with Heatable, it was between Heatable and four other companies. And the reason I went with Heatable is all the companies that I was talking to were national fitters. And most times when you scale solar, to national fitters and contractors. It's a bit like new build house batteries. You know, you look at most yeah, yeah. firing in new builds, it tends to be quite cheap because it's done for a price. Not always, there's, you know, there's some particular electricians who do, you know, do do a decent job, um, but ten, tends to be on new builds. It tends to be fit <laughs> for a price. So so same with contractors. And when Heatable showed me like what they were charging, they weren't the cheapest, they want to fit middle of the market. Um, but then they also said, look, we're using these N-phase microinverters. And they talked about how they got rid of the risk of DC. And they literally showed me how plug and play they were. But what I really liked about it, from my geeky sort of data analytic part, is I can see every panel, individual's generation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can see which panel's generated. I can tell you which panels are near my chimney. 
Um, and they also use these really weird bifacial panels that everyone kept telling me, oh, they won't generate any more. Um, they did a video on their channel. I think it was about 20% gain on it, which is considerable. You know, it's a considerable game over a standard panel, 20%. Mm. I, I'm not, I've been following your solar. I'm not quite sure where to sit with having all the gear on my room because it might get you more, but if you have to go up and fix it, um, that's that's the negative bit I've got about it. I'm not quite sure where to stand on that yet. What are you going to fix on a solar panel? You don't need to fix anything on a solar panel. If it's installed no, correctly... But, no, but... Yes, but in my case, my solar panel is on my wall, my inverter is accessible on the ground. In Nick's case, the bit that makes the mains of electricity is behind the solar panel on the roof. 100%. So, 100%. Your solar panels on the side of your house are not generating all they could if they was on the roof. No, but what I'm saying is the bit that makes the mains electricity on Nick's system is on his roof, whereas most people, it's in the garage or the loft, so you've got a central so, location where he's got multiple ones. So I, I fed this back to them, and I said to Heatable about this, and they show that Enphase are one of the few companies that actually publish their failure rate. And I, oh. don't quote me, but I think it was one in 2,500. So it's you're more likely to have a solar panel fail than a microinverter fail. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm following it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not saying but, third, but, but, but I'm interested. But the other advantage is because the microinverters and their individual panels, individual power stations, if one microinverter goes down, the rest of the system still works. If your if your uh, inverter goes down, you've got no you've got no power. So that's that's fair. That's fair. That's that seems like there's a bit of thought going into it. Like, all right, you might lose one, but yeah, you can. Yeah, all right. Then. Yeah, all but right, you know what? Keep an eye on your solar. Those anytime someone releases stats like that, I always got to be questionable about them. Like I'm like, do they know? Like, how's what's the reporting on it and stuff like? There's so many questions to be answered when it comes out to stats. I don't go by them. What you need to be careful saying that, Sam. Huh? You need to be careful saying something like about stats because now we've got 1.5 million listeners a week. Yeah, you don't know what stats could be for or not. Based on what? Do you know what I mean? It's based like, on my, it's based my on research. Fuckery. It is. It is. But. I get what you're saying. If they if their kit is um yeah, if their if their kit is up to speed, gonna die plugging in, but I'll need to Yeah, go, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, back a set But if you're Nick's like go to, Nick sent us a secret message in the chat needs to charge his phone, which is the mistake I made two weeks ago. But cheers for Nick for a minute. No, I'll tell you what though, micro inverters do sound better. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was intrigued by the microverters, and now I know that they work individually even better. So if you get a couple of failures on the roof and you've got a big system, fine. But there's so m I'm always weary because I'm an old hat. I'm always weary of new emerging technology. I never quite know. New emerging technology scares me now because I'm old. Yeah, I never want to be the first player. Like I never yeah. want to be like. Yeah, you never want to be the first person to do it. Like Neuralink, you know Elon Musk Neuralink, where they put like a ten p size chip with all these wires into certain parts. Of yeah, your brain. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Come and see me after it's been out and tested on people for like five years. Then I'll have it if it's good. Do you know what I mean? Like, let other people be the dummies. Who wants to be the first person to roller coaster at the fun thing? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no. it. Yeah, it's true. Off topic, I'll see that one in London. You know that. You know the. We have the two elastic bands coming down to the ball. Yeah. The video go on Instagram where one of them snaps today. I was like, that, that's put me off. One of the wires snaps. He just created the post. So, I'm never I'm like, never going on something like that. I, like, when I was younger, no problem. Riding motorbikes, yeah. you know, doing stupid stuff on motorbikes all the time, right? Once I had a child, 
I was on a roller coaster with not roller coaster. Um, yeah, a caterpillar roller coaster with a a, a little theme park. Oh down. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm on it. And I'm like, this isn't a bit fast, isn't it? This is a bit fast. And I was not liking it. And I was really starting to bottle a little bit. So I had to <laughs> calm cool. myself down. What allows me as an engineer is when they build these mobile roller coasters. Yeah, the absolute bang on usable way for everyone to level them up is to use bits of wood under the feet. Like, you don't do that with a caravan. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Hold on. What do you mean, engineer? Sorry, I am an engineer. I've got You're fucking not. Stop I've got it. more of a go card, motherfucker. <laughs> To be, to be, to be fair, I'm having this conversation again later. I'm an engineer. Anyway, sorry. Uh, it's yeah. a mobile fair. phone engineer. Yeah. No, no, no. To, to, to be fair, all electricians, you're all engineers. No, no, don't. No, you those. are. You are. You are. No, no, just not. Nick's an armchair engineer. If if you if you're designing a circuit board, that you know you're engineering the design of it. We don't design circuit boards. Well, no, you you're, design, design you're, you're, you're designing what's going in the RCD, the roots of what it's doing. You you are doing a system design for that of where it's going. Talking bollocks. He doesn't want to admit he's a bit of an engineer because he's scared that all his mates will be saying or something. Listen, but yeah, I'm not an engineer. I am a installation electrician. That's it. I don't engineer Ooh. anything. I just do stuff by rule of thumb. That's it. Which is why he has so many fires. <laughs> I just do stuff by rule of thumb. Like, listen, the on-site guide is a book of rule of thumb, mate, basically. To be fair, I, I, I get what you say, because Nick does more engineering than you on his yeah. YouTubes. So fair one, like, fair one. Fair you're still me. not an engineer, Jamie, so don't try it. <laughs> I've just seen <laughs> someone ask me how often... Someone's just asked me how often I clean my solar panels to see if it makes any difference. Um, weirdly, you know, you know when we got all that Sahara Desert deserts oh yeah, sand. yeah i stood out like an like a right dick with my host pack trying to hit it trying to hit one of the panels see if it make any difference Don't it made it... oh because you can you can see that can't you yeah i can see it live in the oh. app so yeah, oh, yeah. I, hit, I hit one of the pan i hit one of the panels and it did make a marginal difference um but what, what one thing that i'd be interested to see if any electricians would have an opinion on is because my panels are bifacial would it make any difference if i paint the back of my roof white it would to it. It would to pilots. Would it would it increase the reflectivity of the back? If I pay, because because isn't there a, an issue when um, solar panels get really hot, they start becoming less efficient. So if you had a white roof, you would reflect a lot more of the heat. Yeah, because it's not heat, is it that makes them make energy? It's it's the UV light. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for giving Nick another YouTube video idea, Sam. See, well, well, I'm just smart today. Yeah, well, funny, funny enough, um, I, I, you see a lot of people putting this at all, all the all the in-roof solar. Everyone likes to talk about in-roof solar, but one thing when I was doing research on solar is I found out that in-roof systems are really bad because they overheat because they retain all the heat. There's no airflow. There's no wind underneath, ah, so they're less efficient. But they look cool. They look cool. Yeah, what, I mean, my panels look. I, I tell you what. I'm sad. I, I, I when I'm walking the dog and I come back around and say, "I go, my solar panels on there. They look quite cool." I, I paid more for the all black ones because once yeah, you go black, you never go back. So, well, these, these are see-through. My, mine are transparent, but because the back of the roof is black, they're reflecting the black light from oh, the back of the roof. This, they're actually you can see. Uh, I see if you, through. If all you that. hold one up, 
when it's not on the roof. I've got some B-roll of it put in the video. You obviously clearly don't watch the videos, but you can see. I did, but you sometimes you listen to them. We can see through Is the it... panel. If you, if you look at the B-roll, some of the B-roll I've put in the video, you can actually see through the panel. And what, is, it like a, is it like a is it like a bathroom window type thing? So you've got the receptors, and then the intersections are clear. So you can oh, the right. light. So the light passes through the intersections, bounces off your roof, because visible not all visible light will bounce off black you know roof, and they hit the solar receptors on the back of the panel because it's got panel solar receptors both how sides. How much more effective are they? Uh, how much first of all, how much more expensive are they than standard panels? They're more expensive. Oh yeah, the more, I, I I don't I don't know because my deal's reheatable. So um, oh, okay, they they charge so they charge per extra panel. So if you they have the standard fixed price, and if you have every extra panel adds five hundred pound to their quote. But bear in mind their quote also includes one micro inverter per panel. Yeah, 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 fair one. And they're also including bird proofing. And they're also including, so so they've got a little, well, a little strip of bird proofing over an extra panel's not much, but that microinvert, I think, what, microinvert's two two hundred quid or so. Yeah, I How think I would put it all in. Three, mine was three hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, but obviously so, it's screwed to the side of the house, looking like a like looking I like. I bet a, your neighbours are like, mate. That is a, that is an. I, I will take just, just, just. I will take a picture of the back of my house because I don't care about the back of my house. My neighbour's driver's past there. And I've got a load of soda shit just screwed on the fucking wall. It's, 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 it, it, to an industrial electrician, it would look fine. But to, for, to anyone who doesn't want to see electrical stuff, it's horrible. But I'm, um, are, you, are you not worried that you've made your house less sellable if you come to sell it? I couldn't give a fuck. Where, where, to be honest, where I live, it's so expensive for houses. I could do a wipe a dog shit for front door so I still put, pay full price for it. But yeah, the problem is, ask any tradesman, they will tell you when they've been to a tradesman's house because there are certain things that show in tradesman's house so you know you're in one and anyone that moved to my house would go, oh, some shit electrician finished here, can't be asked to finish anything. So, no, but uh, yeah, um, I, I don't care. I just want cheap electricity. I'm, I'm all about now, not set. I don't care about the investment house. I said I want to save money now, basically. But yeah, I think the solar panels on the wall look quite good. It's just that none of my neighbours do, but never mind. <laughs> Listen, I think we need to have a conversation about something. Um, we have to have a conversation about the cult of EV and how terrible it is online. Because, Nick, you are a captain. No, no, I've got to be fair, actually. <laughs> the cult of EV are a section of EV people who are quite aggressive about EVs, okay? And the whole proliferation of ev technology but in an aggressive manner that's who i label the cult of ev nick doesn't really fall in that cult because nick's post generally 99 percent of the time positive uh, informational and to the point i quite like them however the cult of ev is wild on on uh, (laughs) x wild so you, you, you've got to remember where all this has started from. So in the early days of being an EV owner, I mean, I've been right at the start, but I obviously work in the motor trade. So, and, and I also understand that you get people. So my, my job is to make people like me. So, you know, that I'm a salesperson. I have to make people like me. So I know that being like the rest of some EV owners on Twitter ain't going to help the cause. It's just going to make people turn off. So I'm not like that. But the reason they're like that is in the very... Like you, you still see it now, but in the very early days of EV, any negative press on EVs was just overdone. 
So it's like recently, you know, if there's a fire on an electric car, it's front page news. But if there's a fire yeah. in any other car, it's never front page news. You never hear about it. So why is that? Because it's it, new. You know, it's new. Yeah. What I do dislike about EV, the cool EV things is, yeah, I'm willing to admit the bad parts about a lot of things. But I, I, I expect there's a couple of renewable companies that do the old packaging. I'm like, well, there's bad parts to the solar panels. And they just go, no, it's not. Like, well, I know there is. I own them. These are the bad things about These are the bad things about batteries. And one thing that I still can't get over is no one, especially with batteries, this is a big problem, and EVs as, as well. People keep telling me that there's certain batteries that cannot catch fire or gas off. And I know that they all do. Uh, no, there's a lot there, of... no, no, there is. Um, LFP blade, blade cells, they don't catch fire. Yeah, but they they'll don't still get gas. No, they'll no, still they gas, gas off. Uh, they don't vent hot gas. No, they'll just gas off things you shouldn't inhale in a confined space when uh, they go faulty. There's no, there's no, no the, batteries. I, the, I think they sell... Uh, blade cells self-seal. So if you get BYD blade cells, so... BYD Build Your Dreams are a car company. Uh, I so can't not... talk about BYD on this podcast for reasons, but I can't discuss this any further. But yeah, go on. <laughs> so, so yeah, BYD they make blades. Uh, they've got a blade cell technology. L, L, so there's so there's there's NMC, which is um, the oldest chemistry. So NMCs they if if they don't catch fear spontaneously, but if you puncture them with an axe, you, if you do damage the the packaging. They will catch fire, and they will vent yes. hot gas. They will catch fire. They are, you know, they can be. A, they will get very, very hot and start fires because they've got their own. They unbound. They oxygen. create their own fire, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They feed themselves. Um, so that's stuff like Tesla, Tesla power packs. And in fact, if in China you can't fit NMC batteries in China because they know how poorly how poorly the NMC packs. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, LFP is uh, different chemistry. So uh, lithium phosphate, um, I'm not a chemist, but yeah. Yeah, like... we know. What I'm saying uh, though, what I want to get to the point is, is you know, in general, right, a, mo the majority of batteries are dangerous to being within a house, I think, I believe. Not a garage, but within the dwelling of the house, yeah. And also, I, I... On, on a lot of the Facebook groups, man, where you got DIYs, not as skilled yourself, but doing DIY things, buying batteries off Banggood and whacking them in the front room, so, it doesn't hurt to say keep them out of your house. I don't think. So, so, so look, the the rule with anything is it should be it should be fit to the manufacturer's instructions. So if you mm. look at so L ignoring blade cells for, for a second because they're different technology, but LFP batteries they will vent hot gas. Okay, they will yeah. vent hot gas. The the other one, the blade cells don't, but LFPs will vent hot gas. But the way they're made for battery storage systems, so the way your alpha's made, the way my alpha's made, the way the Livatech's made. It's got a point at the back where the failure rate is, the rupture point. So if they do need to vent hot gas, it'll be out the back, okay? And that's why yeah. all the manufacturer's instructions say fit to a non-combustible material. They all say that. Now, you saw, I've seen it on loads of EV places. Uh, see, if you're in the solar uh, group on Facebook, it's wild. Where there's yeah, just batteries just sat in a loft, not attached to anything, just dangling. Literally yeah. dangling off the wall. They're not fixed, or they'll be fixed to the wooden beams. Like, that's stupid, you know. I wouldn't worry about putting a battery in my loft backed against a fireproof board in the loft set up there. It wouldn't bother me, right? You've got gas in your house. You've got gas. People have got gas fires. Some people, most people have got gas boilers. And I'm you've got gas hops. I'm against the dwelling, I've got to say. I don't want them in the... Yours, I know yours are in the garage, outside. 
Do you have a boiler in your house? Yeah, but what I'm saying, the risk, the, I'm not saying, the, what the risk I find is, if you have anything off in your house, the battery acts as a secondary condition. So, do you want a big fuck-off battery crashing through your loft? Because right, so, 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 that, so that's but, what I'm getting at. That, it's not but, just the battery, it's the associated problems and weight causes and all that. Uh, well, th th let's talk about it then logically. There's a fire in your house, and it gets to the wards where the battery is. The battery will be a fuel... But batteries yeah, don't yeah. batteries batteries don't go boom. They yeah. get they catch fire. Now I'm not like I'm not being funny, but if your house was on fire and it got to the point where it got near the battery, you would have You've got not, bigger problems, yeah. You'd be out the house. This is why a lot of people like recommend fitting smoke alarms in the loft. And there's a weird thing around that, by the way. A lot of people say you should fit smoke alarm in the loft. But if you read all smoke alarm instructions, they all say do not fit in a loft because of the dust. Because they don't go off. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you really should be fitting heat sensors maybe in the loft to detect a battery fire. But I mean, the, the chance of it going off is very, 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 very like next to next to nil. But if there's a secondary fire that got to it, you should already be out of the bloody yeah, house. They don't. They're not. If, they're not exploding. It's not gas. I, gen I genuinely think. I, 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 again, the problem is a sex problem. Yeah. If someone's a reputable installer fits into manufacturing instruction a plan for a board with a heat proof light off, yeah, you're right, you've reduced all that risk. If someone's a shit installer who screws it to the wall badly and the brickwork's not very good and it comes careering through the ceiling onto a child, I think that'll be the first incident involving batteries that's bad. It'll be poor fitting causing gravity problems as opposed to the fires. But when Can it we is get the back to the cult of EV, please? Sorry, sorry, Sam. I You're wrong. You, thought, you were sat there that long. I thought, well, well, I thought well, you crashed again. Just before we go back to the court of EVs, one thing to say on that is, like, you're electricians, um, and if people are working on the roof, most electricians have a roofer to do the roof work, right? If you're an electrician, you fit in a loft, and you're not confident those spars can take the weight of a battery, mm. you're not confident that, that wall and those fixings are taking the weight, then employ someone who knows what they're talking about, who can you know and then a structural engineer if it's on spars but at the end of the day people have got tank what had used to have water tanks in the lot yeah yeah you're right and you're they right, weigh a lot right, but... you know a hundred a hundred litre water tank a thousand litre water tank you know in the old past they weigh a hell of a lot more than some batteries a lot more i'm not i'm not doing it because i can't be able to cut up there and and i can't be able to lift up this so i'll just refuse to do it there anyway but cool v we was and i want to finish on this i think we're about there aren't we you need to tell us honestly EV used car market. What is the crack? Because uh, I keep want... hearing the on the value. Is that is that bollocks? Is that the media? Is that facts? So, people get a bit scared. So all all cars have gone down in value. The difference is electric cars pre December were very high. Okay, electric cars were they were overinflated, massively overinflated. Okay, electric car values weren't going down; they're actually going up prior to December. Yeah, and well, meaning. Yeah. You could buy an electric car, and two months later, it was worth more money than you paid. Not just more, worth more money, more, more, not just worth more money than what you actually paid. You could physically trade it to a dealer for more money. So cars just carried on going up. Electric cars they were going, they were uncontrollably going up. Now, what happened in January was a combination of about four or five different things happening. So number one, what happened was uh, the electricity prices went up because of the energy price crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, Tesla reduced the price of the Model Three. And you then also had a number of leasing companies defleeting electric cars in their thousands. Now, the reason they were defleeting them is because leasing companies deflete cars after two years. 
two years prior to January was a place a time called COVID. And it, during COVID, because manufacturers didn't have silicon chips to make cars, they prioritized electric cars over ordinary oh. cars. Because if you had, if you sold more petrol cars than than a certain CO2 limit of um, electric cars, you'd pay a fine in all European countries. So they prioritized the electric cars. So actually, they sold more electric cars than they had to, which means more were mm -hmm. on the road than ever, which means more got defleeted in January, which means that all these things basically hitting each other all at the same time just absolutely crashed the market. Now, it is, it's recovering. It's coming up again. There's never going to go back to the levels of where before because they were, they were stupidly high. They were over, way over what they were worth. But it's recovering. I mean, if you want to buy an electric car, it's time to buy it because they're, they're bloody cheap. The way you know they're cheap at the moment. There's some bloody good deals out there. Especially, yeah, I've seen it. And I, that's what I was interested in because there's some good deals. I've got to admit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got an argument about this whole cult of EV, EV thing. I like EVs. I would like one of those. Um, is it a Rimac? Not a Rimac. It might have been. You know the the EV truck. The all single dance EV truck, or, and uh, even the Cybertruck. I was about to say, if you can afford a Rimac, and you were talking, you know, that someone's taking the car. No, Rimac's, that's, that's in Rimac's the Vera. Million, yeah, yeah, Rimac's yeah. a million pounds. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're, doing, <laughs> you're doing well in London. I mean, please. I, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a um a program today about the McMurty. You know, like that. It's like the new fastest car and all that. Listen, electric cars are excellent and they're fantastic. The whole thing is going to be fantastic, yeah? I love them. I love the whole renewables thing. What I, my my concern about... Just the owners that we hate. My beef <laughs> is the people on on Twitter, formerly Twitter, now X, that are just so aggressive with it. Fucking shut up. EVs ain't going anywhere. The technology is proven now. It's proven. It's stable. Oh, yeah, but some, and, some, some people don't think it is. The, do you know there was a concern? Who cares what they think? But it's a fact. But there's loads of people who think that the fire in the Luton car park was electric. Was an electric car? It wasn't. It was. It was, a, it was a. Yeah, but loads of people think that the government and the DVLA and the fire service are covering it up. So you can see why electric, <laughs> a lot of electric car owners. No one believes that. No one believes that. You know, on nine eleven when I rewound the footage, you watched it. It was actually an EV. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, yeah, but here's I'll the thing. I'll tell you what, that, that, that'll make a great April Fool's video. As long as you've got <laughs> Elon Musk, as long as you've got Elon Musk <laughs> building new cars, yeah, EV's not going anywhere. And the the quantum leap that EVs have given the uh, sports cars um, and that technology that now, like the Rimac, the Navera and all that, are now sporting, it's going nowhere. It's a safe product that's tried and tested. You don't no longer have to champion it in an aggressive way. No one needs to hear it anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, um, you, you know those people. But oh, quickly, Dan DMH, fuck off. Um, you know the people that are in the court of EV that we don't like, and I'm, Nick's not going to say about maybe you don't like them too. Yeah, you know those people. You know if they didn't have an EV or people weren't okay about EVs. They go and find something else to be a dick about. I think, and every every everything's got them. They're just Look, dicks hey, that want to be dicks. If you want a, if you want a dick, there's a guy who's very pro hydrogen. 
Right. No, no. It's, it's, pro, it's pro. There's what? a guy. There's, he's really pro hydrogen cars. Really pro hydrogen. Yeah, they got um, no fucking legs. And, he, and he's called. He's called Dick Winchester or something like that. And, and every, <laughs> people keep sending me like, like, go. Oh, do you? Why don't you send send me his tweets and goes? Do you want to argue with him? You know, go come come, come and like debate him. And I'm like, this this guy lives up to his name. I am not debating with him. Yeah, but um, here's the thing. That it, that's not. But that's not a tried, tested, and proven technology yet. No, well, he, he, he thinks the, it the is. Hindenburg weren't very good, was it? Was it the Hindenburg? Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. You've got like the don't no longer have to have to to protect EV from ice, right? It's not a thing. It's done. No, I, I mean I, I agree with you. I mean if you if you if you look at me, I'm very very I like occasionally I'll debate someone who's like talking like crap, like the 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 loot and fire was definitely started by an EV. Occasionally I'll debate the odd one. But I don't really get involved. I mean, mo here's a joke for you. So a lot of my tweets for the last two months, in fact, you replied to one of them, Sam, um, sort of like criticising it. All my tweets have been written by ChatGBT um, for, <laughs> for, for, for the last two months. And they are the highest engagement tweets I've ever written. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, how, how are you telling it? What are you telling it to do, or is that a, is a trade secret? That's a that's a trade. So it will write some ideas for me, and then I modify it, and then I get it to rewrite it again. So yeah, it, it, I, it, I've played it, quite a lot with ChatGPT myself. And, and but, do you know? But, do you know? I'm oh, sorry. I'll... It, 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 if you basically get it to write a tweet that you think is good, then just say write another six tweets like this, and it'll just keep ah. firing them all out. If you yeah, well, read my, yeah. if you go and read all my tweets now, and you'll go, the bastard, he's had me for weeks. And you know, you know as well. To be fair about the EV thing, just to get this in, yeah, you know, um, you know, before they was cool, before they got really cool, and they are very cool now. What two groups hated each other properly? And uh, now they oh, I, I, I know, but they're not set. They still argue, and and they squabble like little kids, and that's electricians and plumbers. Correct, but I was thinking Apple Mac users and PC users. At one point. PC users and Apple Mac users just ate on each other. Now they just now they settled in Apple and got really popular. No one cares, and that's the way EVs are going. It's already there. No one cares if you've got an EV. No one cares. You keep calling the court of EV. I think I'll probably not get one, if I'm honest. I probably will. You're not getting rid of your RAV4 because I need to laugh every week. If you want something that's really, really funny, and I really probably shouldn't tell this story, but. um. I sell a lot of cars to to like environmental group transition people. They're called trans so they run like local climate action groups, telling people how to be renewable and clean and stuff like that. And um, th this was literally only like a year ago. One of them, they're running a campaign about how everyone should drive electric cars. And I asked him what car he had, and he had a petrol car. <laughs> And I was like, you can't go around telling people to buy electric cars if you don't own one yourself. And he goes, oh, but I'm not ready for one yet. I was like, but that's the point. <laughs> you think you're not, but you are. I was like, have you got a driveway? Yeah. What's your annual what's your daily mileage? <laughs> oh, well, I don't go anywhere. I'm retired. Well, then he literally needs anything. one. Like, if you, the one thing I can say about Nick is, and what I would recommend his channel to people, and I do recommend his channel to people, is because he puts his money where his mouth is every time. He's got an EV. He's got the batteries out. He's got the sun all that. And that's what works. But when people are being hypocrites like that, if you're if you're an old didderer, if you're a retired person who drives around your local town three times a week, you need an EV. You, you should definitely have an EV. There's no doubt about it. I, I mean, mean, I do some, not... I do some, I do some serious mileage of mine. Some serious mileage. I mean, 
I'm doing like 14, 15,000. I mean, I know a lot of people do more, but I do 14, 15,000 miles a year in mine. And I don't hang about. I drive, you know, <laughs> at the speed limit. Obviously. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I did almost do a quick interview the other day. I pulled over to the service station. A guy was sat in a Tesla, and he did look a bit lonely and sad. I just thought, not lonely and sad, but he did look like he was just sat there being a bit lonely and sad for 15 minutes on his own. I mean, if you're a married man, having a Tesla and having an excuse to stop at a charger and not go home could be a really good excuse. It could be a married That is saver. true. And it's got a big screen, so you're well away. Right. And on this fantastic note, um, it's the end of the podcast. Electrician's podcast. We are out. Cheers, Nick. Thank you. See you.